Hello, everybody. Today we have a guest with us. Uh, we've got Chloe, as always. Hello. And, and we also have Leanne, who is an evolutionary astrologer. Hello. Um, Leanne, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, thank you guys for having me on your podcast. Um, it's a, It really warms my heart to be invited um, with another two mental projectors to chat um, <laughs> about, yeah, human design and astrology. Um, yeah, so my name's Leanne and I'm an evolutionary astrologer um, from, well, I'm not from Melbourne. I live in Melbourne. I'm from Scotland, um, as you'll notice with my accent. Um, <laughs> And yeah, um, yeah, evolutionary astrology is a, it's a passion of mine. Um, astrology in general, it's the way that I see the world. It's the way that I understand and make meaning of things. It's the way I parent. I'm also a mum to a four-year-old and a five-year-old um, who are both projectors too. Um, one is a mental projector, so um, part of the, the whole soundboarding thing. Like I've got my own little mental projector to raise too, um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, yeah, just really excited to yeah soundboard with you guys. Oh, that's so cool that both of your kids are projectors. My whole household's projectors. <laughs> your whole household. Oh my yeah, gosh! My wow. Um, my son is a emotional projector, and um, he has everything defined apart from his um sacral and yeah my That's daughter wild. is a mental projector with the same channel as as me and Gemma yeah okay so two very different designs for your kids mm, very very but that's that's awesome that you yeah. guys both have the same channel and your daughter has the same channel that's right and yeah do you see the similarities between you two completely um yes and she is very different as well um she does obviously have different gates activated um from what I do and also her astrology is so very different to mine <laughs> uh, so she is completely different in her energy but as far as um how her I can see her you know mind going um how I my you know how mine's always goes the that um, channel of abstraction um mm. trying to make sense of everything and trying to make meaning out of everything and so I can see that in her um and yeah, just I can see obviously her as a little kid out in the world, um, picking up all those energies and amplifying them. So, yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch as a parent who's aware of human design. Um, yeah. And what a fortunate child to have a parent that knows human design and has the same. I think she may have really me similar for a reason, design. Yeah, yeah I, th- <laughs> I think it sounds like it. Ah, <laughs> oh, very cool. Leanne, Leanne, do you want to tell us about how um, you and Ivy have had past lives together? Sure, absolutely. So, yeah, I had um, I had a reading, a soul um, like contract clearing reading. Um, I was just yeah, really um, at a phase, I suppose, in my life where I was diving really, really deep into healing. um, You know traumas and things and ready to you know as we do um and yeah just really ready to clear um clear away um contracts that just were not um aligned in this lifetime for me anymore that weren't serving my highest good even though you know my soul made them um with another soul um yeah um so there was some karmic cycle stuff going on um mm-hmm. so yeah I, I had this reading and yeah um 
Ivy came up um, and yeah so it's really interesting um, when I was pregnant with Ivy um, yes. I was incredibly sick um, just you know it was a massive mm. shock to my system. Don't know if it's just like a first, you know, nothing's coincidence in my opinion as an astrologer when you, mm-hmm. you know, have seen enough and um, sort of tied enough together. But yeah, like I was just so incredibly unwell and just it felt like um, I, I was so ungrounded and I just wasn't in my body and I felt like I had no control over my body. And I'm sure many pregnant people feel that part. Um, mm-hmm. But this was like another level that felt there was definitely something more to it. And then moving forward, um, yeah, having this reading and yeah, basically uh, we dived into my soul contract with Ivy. Um, I won't go too into detail of the contract, but I will give the details. So Ivy has been my child in a past incarnation um, Wow! and it was her first um, incarnation on earth um, and her only incarnation on earth apart from now. Um so she's my little starseed alien baby (laughs) she has been my guide in many lives and she's been my you know she's been on my spirit team Mm -hmm. um in my human incarnations and as this is probably my final incarnation as a human um this is probably why she chose to come through in this lifetime um and yeah i used to have dreams um as a child, like repetitive dreams um, about living in this um, like cottage. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like in the forest, like, you know, very like, you know, greenery forest kind of setting. Uh, and the house was covered in ivy. Um, and just, yeah, the, you just oh. visualized this cottage and the whole house was, you know, covered in ivy. And the dream was always me looking into the window and I would see, um, when I looked through the window, I would see people surrounding like a baby. Um, and like, just as the sort of onlooker of the dream, I would know that something was like wrong or not right um, with the baby. And it was almost like um, this urge to like get the baby. Um, and yeah, so I discovered that that dream um, was was Ivy um, in that house. And yeah, um, that was my past life in that house. Wow. Um, yeah, that I, I probably called on at that time. It would have been quite normal to call on the help of um, what we would call now witches um, mm-hmm. to help with healing and things. Um, and that is what I used to always see was witches um, as a child. They were very vividly witches to me. Um, my mind, obviously, or subconscious, you know, really made it vivid. Um, and so, yeah, these were repetitive dreams that I had. And yeah. Not that's that incredible at all when coming to name ivy but there you go yeah <laughs> i love that you called her ivy with this house covered in ivy mm-hmm. oh my gosh yeah. that's incredible how interesting she must be a special girl she is um <laughs> <laughs> is she really i don't know tapped in almost mm-hmm. a little bit different yeah. than the other kids yes um she is she definitely she definitely is a so look she's a social kid she loves to play with her friends and stuff mm-hmm. like that like she doesn't immediately stand out as like different um but yeah she has spoken um well she's five now when she was three she used to speak about her star family um oh my god star mummy um yeah so like 
just yeah and she does have she knows um, she's really sensitive um she she kind of struggles being a human with all the basic things that we would never think about um mm-hmm. so yeah it all kind of it, it makes it as a parent even knowing that you have such a greater understanding for why your kid then feels these ways and obviously through the lens of human design I've understood that there was something you know um like mental projectors we're not a large we're not reflector rare but we're not projector you know 20 percent we're, we're a smaller percent than that still mm-hmm. I think we're at two percent aren't we I think it might be two or three percent it's pretty low um mm. so then you think okay well there's something and then her astrology um which we can get into yeah yeah that's so that's so interesting wow thank you so much for sharing that story you're welcome. that was really very cool to hear I love that um I recently went to a psychic and they told me that I had lived so many lives and that this was probably my last life as well <laughs> on oh. earth and I was like okay I've got to make sure that this is the best life ever <laughs> <laughs> um not that I can remember the past ones but it does sound very interesting to be able to go and relive those to see like what lessons you need to learn this lifetime for sure especially with evolutionary astrology which is so interesting trying to tie mm-hmm. in these past life stories I was looking at your chart and you have um your south node in Virgo conjunct Lilith, mm-hmm. which is so cool because <laughs> um, I didn't really yeah. know that much about Lilith until recently and now I'm like, oh, wow, how does that, how does that show up for you? Yeah, um, well, I have vivid um, past life memories of yes. um, being burnt at the stake. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh. Okay, it's yeah, um, very intense. Yeah, look. Things um, around um, like witchcraft and like feminine magic and things like that, um, they bring up very visceral feelings for me. Um, Mm. And yeah, um, I think there's something, definitely something about, you know, understanding the power, the sort of, um, when we talk about Lilith, we talk about that really primal um, kind of power, that primal um mm-hmm. and yeah having the south node conjunct that makes me think there was obviously something you know we look at the shadow um so there was obviously something you know mm-hmm. um to learn from that obviously the shadow side obviously came out possibly um to create something that was not you know creating energy that was not um for everybody's highest interest um <laughs> that's that's what kind of comes to mind for me with my south node um conjunct black lilith and also it's in my are you use do you use placidus or whole i um, use both i'm having a crisis with house systems <laughs> yeah i think we all go through that <laughs> Gemma sure. introduced me to whole sign and resonating now I really like whole sign but yeah. I'm at Sydney astrology school as well so Mark uses positive yes okay yeah I studied um with Mark too so yes he's awesome um, yeah he loves Placidus he's very Placidus um, yes and he's such a great teacher so that's why I respect him and I respect using his house system yeah. um but I also really like whole sign I completely think you just got to you know explore um all house systems and find what works for you and that's what you'll do anyway because that's what we all do um 
yeah um so yeah I think my south node so in plastis it's in the seventh in whole sign it may be in the eighth um it's in the eighth sun definitely is in the eighth oh yeah well it will be because all the Virgo will be um Mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's a bit of look it all resonates so I don't have like a crisis too much with whole (laughs) (laughs) but there are some things I kind of struggle to relate to but when I'm having you know like if a like for example if Gemma um a traditional astrologer um who whose practice really ties in with whole sign um was to do a reading for me we would come to similar conclusions just we'd just go a different way around it and I think that's the house systems you know and um, mm-hmm. we get a little bit different information using different house systems um yeah but the themes are still there hey like exactly it, the signs are still the same it's just the house it's mm-hmm. the difference so we, we might have different opinions on where these things would show up in in your life I mean obviously you know best than anyone else <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that you know it's whole sign all the way and that doesn't <laughs> resonate resonate but yeah I think for, for people listening if you are um, wondering about um, how systems definitely experiment and see for yourself the way that I've done it is I've looked at transits so I've looked at um, transits are where the when the planets are traveling around your birth chart um, your natal chart will always stay the same where the planets were when you were born but then you will have transits around your chart so for example when Mars is in your first house um, you know you'll have that will definitely affect you and, and who you are and your identity and you might struggle with maybe some anger or um, a new drive to, to start something new. Um, so, yeah, where the planets are now will affect you. And if you wanted to experiment, you could see um, in Placidus, um, it would probably be, say, in your 12th house, and then in whole sign it would be in your first house. So you could kind of play around and say, okay, well, where in my life is this manifesting? Do I feel it in my first house? Is it more about my body and, like, wanting to move or wanting to do something new or feeling angry? Or is it in my 12th house, which is more about, you know, the psyche and the unseen? So is it more about my mental health? Um, And that's how I experimented with what I wanted to use. And I came to the conclusion that to the day, you know, for example, when um, a planet would enter my seventh house, you know, and and I'd meet someone, for example, it's like, okay, for for me, whole sign just rings so true because in Mm -hmm. Pasadena, it would have been in a different house. So Mm -hmm. you just got to experiment and see what works for you and, um, yeah. Yes. I think especially for transits, whole sign is awesome. Um, it totally, yeah, when a planet enters that new sign, that new house, it feels more like this is the start. But yeah. for the natal chart, I think that you can go about it both ways mm. um, really, really clearly, which is cool. Um, Leanne, when did you start giving astrology readings and get interested in astrology? So, yeah, um, I've been, like, my interest in astrology has all, like, my, as long as I can remember, you know, um, from being a kid, um, my mom was um, pretty into astrology. Um, you know, just, like, at that time, it was, like, horoscopes in the newspaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the kind of astrology that she was, you know, like, she was like, oh, and she would always buy me like the, you could get, you know, star sign books for the mm-hmm. whole year for, so for every Christmas, I would get a Virgo book for that year um, coming up. And um, yeah, uh, I just, so for, as, yeah, from when I was able to read 
um I would okay that's so cool yeah um I definitely did not start exploring astrology on like as in-depth until I was a lot older um so around my Saturn return as okay I think that's the thing with astrology we all um mostly do come to it in times of need um the same with human design right it shows itself to us um when we need it the most in our lives um and yeah so yeah uh, around um the time I had my son so um my Saturn return um so four years ago um that was when I decided to really start um Mm -hmm. going deep into it and yeah I've been doing readings now for about two years very Um, cool yeah so um yeah I just love it it's um and yeah the the sort of journey from like you know horoscope archetypal astrology like pop astrology to (laughs) evolutionary astrology and it was really through human design because um there was definitely a point where I was kind of more um studying like just self-studying human design Mm -hmm. and experimenting with that which then leads you down to that point of um you know what like why am I here and then that's evolutionary mm-hmm. astrology. It's understanding, mm-hmm. you know, all those energetics. So I suppose that's why that became my favoured um, path. But I love it all. I resonate with all. Yes. Yeah. And using it all together is amazing. Oh, yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. It's so powerful <laughs> and it feels really cool. Um, <laughs> we've got these amazing tools to discover everything about everyone. I love it. <laughs> just but if we could use it for ourselves this is the projector issue right um, <laughs> exactly well that's why we've got each other we can guide each other with mm. our projector inside yeah um, leanne do you want to tell us a bit more about what evolutionary astrology is or maybe like the difference between like um traditional um and why yeah. you use it sure um yeah so for evolutionary uh, evolutionary evolutionary astrology <laughs> um, yeah, it's the it's the practice of really looking at um our chart as a whole energy um this this um the readings are based mostly on the nodes um of the moon so that when we t- were talking before about the my south node being conjunct um black moon lilith um we have a north node um and all the planets um, an aspect to that too. So the whole chart's important. Um, nothing gets left out. But the the focus, because when we're talking about evolutionary astrology, it's, it's looking at the overarching energy of your soul through lifetimes. And so that's where we sort of begin with the south node. And it gives us a really good idea where your soul's been in the past and the energy. So, I mean, it can be specific, but I really just love to look at it all on an energetic level um mm-hmm. and what the you know energy of the sign brings the energy of the planets bring um obviously the south node energy for example we're showing the shadow side the north node is the direction that you know it's the um, higher expression of the energy and it's where our soul wants to gravitate towards in this lifetime and really important um like professor of that is to say that you take away all these ideas of career and you know like because this is the thing with astrology is um we have these houses and we have these things and it's people people assume a lot of the time like your direction in life and your 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 soul sort of journey in life has everything to do with like how you're going to contribute to the world through a job um and i think it's really important to just drop all um like ideas around what that is because your soul 
on a soul soul level isn't here it doesn't care about like the work the work does that make sense in terms of like you going out and doing your job yeah like it'll all come into it but it's really got nothing to do with like your soul's you know yearning desire because it could be motherhood it could be you know it could be something however you move through the world exactly so yeah um so yeah it gives us a really beautiful energetic template to look at and the um the natal chart as we're looking at it is obviously the snapshot um, of all the planets in the sky and that's the energy that you um, hold within your 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 vessel for your life moving forward and then of course the transits are going to activate areas of that so just the same as traditional astrology um, and it differs from traditional astrology because we use the outer planets um, so mm-hmm. traditional astrology um, stops it I mean, right? I'm sure you do now um use outers obviously I know you work uh, Gemma with Uranus and Neptune yeah. and um obviously Pluto um so um yeah we I think possibly look evolutionary astrology looks at the outer planets as a little bit more of a a little bit more than just collective energy um and generational um, it just takes it that little bit deeper on how it affects the individual um, throughout their mm-hmm. life. Um, and that's sort of the the only difference, if that makes sense, in terms of like difference, difference. Obviously, with traditional astrology, you are looking, the system is kind of the same, like the archetypes are the same, right? Um, mm. But yeah, Gemma's probably better to explain traditional <laughs> astrology and its actual, the bones of it. But yeah, it's, it's a slightly different framework but again it all comes to the the same conclusions in the end yeah Yeah. I'd say that the evolutionary astrology is more focused like if Leanne looked at a a birth chart the first things that she would look at would be the south node the north node and Pluto right yeah and for me what I the first thing that I would look at is the sun and the moon and the rising so I'd say like you know, we'd probably both come to similar conclusions, but your focus mm-hmm. would probably be more on the South Node, North Node, Pluto mm-hmm. um, and past lives. Um, but do you want to maybe go in, Leanne, to uh, the, no- the nodes? Because we haven't really talked a whole deal about that on the podcast. Maybe you could give an example of your nodes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the nodes, um, they are points in space. They're not planets. Um so they are points in space and so we actually had an eclipse um for example um last night we had a solar eclipse um so when planets obviously get close to these nodes that's eclipse so it's points um in the sky on the ecliptic um in relation to the moon and the earth um to get all technical about it um but yeah the energy of the nodes when we look at the south node we are looking at the shadow side of a past life and so for example um, if you have a south node in Aries um, you wouldn't be looking at Aries in its highest expression which is obviously like you know courageous and brave and um, you know uh, you know that drive and will and we'd probably be looking more at the, the the shadow that you know if you think Aries is the first of the zodiac so it's it's a bit like the baby and it's it can be very abrupt and it can be a, a little bit too impulsive and even deeper we're looking at anger anger issues and in a past life context you could be looking at 
anything as deep as war um you could be looking at you know a pa- again this it, the planets um aspect in the nodes would really depend on the story but yeah you get the idea you're looking at the shadow side of the <laughs> sign that the node is in and then the house that the south node is in will bring even more context to that so if it was in the first house in aries um you're looking at yeah a past life where that had a lot to do with probably um this well the self um because it's the first house mm. and this could be a past life with you know like anger issues or again you, you can see a lot of things um in the chart depending on what you're looking at and then that's the energy that we've kind of come from and that we want to move then into the north node and the north node is yeah your soul's desired um, expression in this lifetime so um, if you have your um, south node in Aries your or- your north node is going to be in Libra so we then look at an axis so the the Aries south node is really all about selfishness right and then mm-hmm. you're moving to Libra where you can relate and see the other um, and obviously it would go a lot deeper than that but it's the higher expression of the Libra energy where you know um, yeah the beauty and all that sort of stuff but it's really about yeah being able to understand to connect with people um, in this lifetime over just you know being part of um, yeah just th- that narrow vision of the self it's about expanding to the world around you um, and then to bring Pluto into that context um, is sort of like the soul's mission in this lifetime so I'm sure um, there's a lot of Pluto and Scorpio um, generation listening to this mm. um, and maybe even Pluto and Sagittarius because um, I keep forgetting that I'm old uh- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Pluto in Sagittarius. Oh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but it's no longer the, we're no, you know, because like, you know, we had the whole millennial thing. It's like, yeah, millennials are no longer 20 year olds. <laughs> um, yeah, so the Pluto in Scorpio generation are here to unearth, you know, here to unearth the truth. And so it all ties in um, with like your mission. And then obviously I love the it. around that, yeah, um, we bring them. That was such it. a great explanation. Thank you. That was amazing. Good job. <laughs> I loved that. Oh, come on, come on. Come on. Yeah, no, you got it. You did amazing. <laughs> oh, man. And I also think with the nodes, bringing in the, the higher expression of the South Node as well. We're here to it's also that good. completely. Yeah. It's part of it, you know. Um 100%. Yeah. We don't we don't just ignore totally leave ignore the, the south node behind. Completely. Yeah. We don't leave the south node behind. We're here to integrate that into um a hundred percent into this lifetime. Especially when you have other planets in that um yeah, in that sign as well. Or in that right, house. exactly. Exactly. Like for you, you have your mm-hmm. Virgo Sun and Virgo South Node, so it's not like you're here to leave any of the Virgo energy behind. I wasn't allowed to leave it behind. No, no. you had to keep it. <laughs> it came with to me. shine bright. <laughs> and the other really interesting thing about South Node energy is, um, is really familiar to people. So we can talk about it in a past life context, but people tend to ha- find that in their, um, you know, pre, especially pre Saturn return, um may have even started to live out especially if there's other planets there um have started to live out in this lifetime their south node story um and that energetic so obviously not you know exactly the same as they have in any other lifetime but you know you do find it familiar to people um and certainly like i had a little bit of an experience with that um in my early 20s um before yeah 
discovering oh this is a cycle <laughs> mm-hmm. same <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> oh man how did um how did this Sagittarius solar eclipse affect you guys oh. and in what like like from personal experience but also from like your houses and how it affected your um, planets and your astrology chart well, for me, I've got my moon in Sagittarius in the fourth house. So mm-hmm. it's been a bloody wild ride. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been very emotional. Um, I've So eclipses, for those who don't know, are a time, they're usually over a six-month period and uh, they're a time where time kind of speeds up and it's kind of like the universe will see what's happening in your life and what's not serving you and maybe what you're not doing or what you are doing that isn't really aligned. And it will be like, okay, I'm going to shake everything up. I'm going to make things end. I'm going to speed (laughs) things up and make it so that you get to where you're going in a very short amount of time. So what would have taken you two years to learn or get to in the six months of an eclipse, especially in the themes of the signs that the eclipses are going to be in, um, you will then be shaken up and you will, there'll be a shitload of change, a shitload of, growing and healing and if if you don't meet what the universe is trying to give you or show you you're going to be miserable essentially so Mm -hmm. um you're gonna have to repeat the lessons all over again exactly and yeah ain't nobody got time for that personally i i want to learn and (laughs) not have to get over it yeah um Mm -hmm. so uh this eclipse that we just had last night um on the what date is it the 5th of December, just so that people, if they're listening to it later on, mm-hmm. um, uh, was the Sagittarius Gemini axis eclipses. And they've been happening since last year in 2020, um, especially around May and June. And mm-hmm. um, this has been kind of like a cycle. So if you think back to May and June last year, what was happening for you, what themes were going on for you, and it will depend as well on your houses. So for me, Um, Sagittarius is my fourth house and I've got my IC there. My moon is conjunct my IC in the fourth house in Sagittarius. So for me, it's like all about healing the past. The IC is a point in our chart where it's like our past, our roots, our childhood trauma. Um, And so for me, because my moon's there as well, it's been just like this massive illumination of like these stories that I've had from, from, you know, picked up from childhood, all about like, Mm. you know, not being good enough not being included feeling alone um and this eclipse is like oh my god it slapped me in the face Aww. like on both cheeks mm-hmm. and it's been really good in the way that obviously I needed to really address these things like I'm 30 now um and I think the universe is like okay Jen it's time <laughs> it's time now we're going to go back and we're going to you know relive <laughs> these things and and the universe is bringing these situations to me where it's like okay I'm going to uh, I don't think the universe never wants anything bad, but it's like I'm going to lead you to situations where you'll be excluded so that you Mm -hmm. are then having these wounds pop back up so that you can then rewrite this story and address it. So how are you going to react? Are you going to be excluded and then be like, I'm not good enough. Oh, everyone hates me. I'm not worthy. Um, I'm just going to sit at home and cry. Or, which is what I've been doing. (laughs) Or am I going to do something different and be like, you know what? I am amazing. I love myself and I'm worthy and deserving and I'm going to do something different. I'm going to learn from this. I'm going to actually address this and heal this. I'm not going to run away from it anymore. I'm going to go back to my, my inner child and say, 
you are worthy, you are loved, and the people that don't include you aren't for you. Um, so for me, that's where this eclipse has shown up. Um, okay, that's incredible. Yes. So what about you, Chloe? Um, that sounded much needed. Thank you, Eclipse. I know. Uh, for- oh my gosh. <laughs> It was really emotional for me as well. I I actually just didn't sleep last night until like 3 a.m. I I couldn't. I had so much energy within my body. Um, I went for a late night walk and just in this stormy weather and I was just like, I feel this weather is reflecting my insides right now. (laughs) Um, But it was really just honestly, okay, because in astrology it's relating to my um, third and ninth house as well. So the Gemini Sagittarius, but my whole chart is kind of flipped, but these still same themes of changing my worldview, everything I'm learning, the way I'm communicating, all of these things. But I really feel like it was hitting my, um, my self-esteem last night and it has been for a while and there's been huge traveling themes. And I was just thinking like in the last 1.5 years, as this eclipse has been going on, I've lived in four different houses, in three different cities. I'm about to move to another city, to another house as well. And I've had, I've really like incorporated, like dived into astrology and human design. And I've really changed the way I see the world. And it's just been quite, it's, I kind of, me talking to myself from a year and a half ago would just be like, how have you changed so much? Which is so good. Um, (laughs) But but I don't know. I think it was a really emotional release from that was who I was to who I am now. And it's like scary, but, but awesome. So I'm really proud of myself as well. So same kind of thing. Like, no, I love myself. This is great. This is, I'm heading now into the direction I want to be heading in. And that feels really good, but it has been like a lot of upheaval. Um, And yes, I'm excited for this new chapter to come along this Scorpio Taurus and it'd be so nice um but wow it really yeah it was squaring my my moon and it just brought up a lot of emotions that I had been suppressing for a long time um (laughs) but they needed to come to the surface so thank you Eclipse what about wow. you, Leanne? I'm just, I was like, oh, guys. Yeah, no. Um, it sounds like it was both so desperately needed as well. In a way, it's like um, to bring that chap, like these chapters to a close as well. And that mm. realization yes. of like, I can now move on. Um, yeah, eclipses, the energy did hit me pretty hard. Um so what I've experienced over the past 24 hours, um, so for me, it's my MC. So um, my MC is, what, like 14, 15 degrees, Sag, and the eclipse is at 12. Um, so, yeah, um, for me, it's been a, a big, big, look, every time both cycles of this eclipse, um, mm-hmm. I have had this, like, intense need to... Um, leave Melbourne (laughs) um yeah no one does (laughs) as one does um Mm -hmm. yeah look I think um and I've been really thinking about it for a long time and I've been in discussions with my partner about it and I'm really ready to make a move um Mm -hmm. I'm really really ready to yeah find my um like soul community um Mm -hmm. look 
it's a bit of a mixture of both of your guys' experience is kind of what I've been feeling. Um, it's not as it didn't feel as deeply emotional. Um, I don't have like I mean I'm an Aquarius moon, um, <laughs> so it, it wasn't like a deeply emotional um, uh, new moon solar eclipse for me. But what it really was was that yeah I feel like it's really triggered um, this right where are you going where mm-hmm. is this leading like it's that right you are on your path now. And you need to continue on that path and you need to make the moves that you have to make. You have to be brave and you have to take that leap of faith and you have to really just, yeah, um, hold faith that it's going to work out. Yes. Um, and that's, yeah. and That's very Sagittarius. Go, mm, and there was a lot of letting go for me. Um, yeah. Just letting go of like, oh, this past couple of years. Um yeah, like it's been really intense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you've, you've been in really shaken in up. lockdown. Yeah. Right. And it's just really shaken up like my, I suppose my view, yeah, my view of the world. Um, and it's really mm-hmm. shaken up my view of, um, yeah, what I want for myself in aligned okay. relationships too. So Hello. Oh, I'm back. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Cut out for a second, but I'm, I, I can hear you now. <laughs> oh, can you hear me? <laughs> yes. Yes. You're back. Okay. <laughs> but it shook yeah. up your view of the world. Oh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, my, my view of the world, my view of, um, yeah, like my relationships. Um, I mean, I wasn't really expecting relationships to come into it, to be honest with you. But, yeah, um, it did. And, yeah, I'm really, really ready to just, yeah, move. And I think Gemma mentioned this as well, you know, um, like, you know, aligning um, the people that she's hanging out with and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm the exact same. Um, I just really want to find my community. Um, you, I was just thinking you have MC in the 11th house. So that makes sense as well. In, in whole sign. In whole system. sign, right? Exactly. Yeah, your MC is yeah. me 11th. So yeah, wanting to change and explore new communities mm-hmm. <laughs> and find your your people in that so way literal, makes, right? makes so much sense. <laughs> it's so literal, yeah. <laughs> I do find, I do definitely find, right, because you'll see my house, uh, sorry, my chart in Placidus and it's just whack. Like um, <laughs> my seventh house and first house embody just too much energy. <laughs> um, okay. I have the Virgo and the Pisces um, intercept. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, it, it, adds, it adds another dimension in a natal chart. But when it comes to transits, whole sign is definitely um, more literal um, to what yes. I experience. Yeah, completely. Um, yeah, so completely. So that's what I've been feeling. And well, yeah. Idea of where you are going to move? I really would love to be in Queensland. Like, I would really love to look. I would love to be in Costa Rica in a jungle, quite frankly. Yes. But I have a partner. I want to go to Costa Rica. So, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) he Mm -hmm. ain't going to want to go there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, he's pretty, he's pretty adventurous. I mean, we're both from the UK um, and he wanted to um, travel too. But it's, yeah, um, he's not as spontaneous as me. He's a Scorpio Mm -hmm. in the fourth house. So um, different. Um, but I'm like, I would just go. I'd just be like, let's just make it happen. Let's just go like the universal hole does. Um, that yes. leap of blind faith, right? Um, <laughs> like, it'll be fine. <laughs> we'll work it out as we go. Like, 
anything we plan isn't going to work anyway um so we might as well just go for it and work it out as we go uh, he's he needs a plan um or it just brings up you know too much anxiety he needs to him. have that stability if he's the stability a Taurus. is the most important i think for him if he was to for example um have solid work um or at least a job that he was going to begin as we got there for example he'd be quite mm-hmm. happy to then start making movements knowing right okay we're going to have an income um mm-hmm. yeah he's the he's the one with the real job so <laughs> as we call it you know <laughs> he's the stability of the household mm-hmm. so we can't we can't mm-hmm. not have him um yeah it's just i'm just a little bit more spontaneous um he grounds me okay i mean it sounds like you're good for each other yeah we need each other yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh- <laughs> oh okay well i mean <laughs> maybe you can go on an amazing holiday to Costa Rica. oh my gosh yeah at some stage yeah and maybe queensland is more likely for living situation yeah i think i, I think the far north i'm feeling the tropics um and yeah just yeah okay really like, op- opposite end of the country completely like i just visualize my kids like at this mm-hmm. like outdoor kind of school with like lots of greenery around them um, or even just like in a community sort of like homeschool situation like yeah okay very cool mm-hmm. well you're gonna find that just keep putting it out there yeah that's my <laughs> manifestation yep <laughs> yeah an amazing tropical community okay i love yeah. it <laughs> that sounds really cool Ah, <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, what did I want to ask? I wanted to ask about um, as a mental, because mm-hmm. we're all mental projectors, which I think is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. And when you found out you were a mental, so you discovered human design, astrology, but you really yeah, human design more than astrology first. Yeah, in the beginning, and now. Yeah. Yeah. okay cool um, more human design in the beginning and now over the years more astrology um, yeah so yeah I would say my grasp on human design is still on the very basic level I do understand you know more advanced bits and bobs but that's thanks to Gemma um, <laughs> <laughs> and our other friend Heather she's got all the all the stuff yeah um, she's so good but yeah um my Amazing. experience as a mental projector um so yeah i found out that i was a projector um during my saturn return um and very cool yeah my first my first instinct was oh my god like a projector wait for the invitation this makes so much sense but also like what (laughs) it was a bit of like um okay I I feel seen I feel really seen Mm -hmm. and this Mm -hmm. makes a lot of sense but also um what does this mean what does this mean you know for me Um, how am I possibly going to navigate my life if I have to wait for everything and I think it came at a great time because I had just had my kids and was considering going back to like sales roles and marketing roles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it really gave me clarity that that was not for me. Um, that mm-hmm. was not, I mean, I know there are projectors um, that are great at that stuff, um, but not me. Cause then I discovered I was a mental projector and that I was, yeah. 
Yeah. Interesting. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. No, no, I, 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 I get yeah. you. <laughs> I just love seeing the, um, the, the, what's it called, the body graph and then seeing just the defined head and being like, the head and eyes and being like, I am just a floating head. Because <laughs> I swear what? for a while, I feel like, I, I, I always feel like I'm a floating head. I'm like, where's my body? <laughs> I'm so in my head. Like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally, it does, it, it represents a lot. Yeah, I, I am um, generally, you know, I have to do a lot of grounding work um, mm-hmm. as a person. So, yeah, it, it makes a lot of sense to be a mental projector. Um but yeah, like, um, it's really interesting because I didn't, it wasn't until I really started like diving into other people, you know, that, that projector thing, um, diving into other people's charts, um, that I really discovered like, like the, you know, the, the colors and stuff like that and being like, okay, right, well, mm-hmm. I only have these two. What does that mean? You know, so you go through the whole mm-hmm. thing. What does that mean? And, oh, okay. So uh, yeah. Um, the, and the original discover so many parts to discover um but yeah overall it's the initial reaction was probably fear terror and what do I do with this and and then it's like I feel so seen and now I feel like it's a superpower um through awareness and through um yeah just unloading a lot of the conditioning and realizing that I hold and held so much conditioning um and all those open centers as well. Um, yes. There to be conditioned, but for wisdom, not, you know, to live your life that way. So it's, yeah, yes. it's been something. And you and it's been have a totally open, you have a totally open sacral as well. And I haven't mm-hmm. seen a chart with a really open sacral. So yeah. does that mean for you, it, it felt like, and sometimes feels like you have more energy than other people, mm-hmm. like really amplify it? Yeah, I really amplify it. Um, yeah, if I'm around sacral energy, like I can just go, go, go. So um, when I've worked, there's you know, no limits. <laughs> no limits. So I used to be a hairdresser. Um, I used to work like six days a week, 14, 15, sometimes 16 hour days with like no lunch break on my feet all day. I was surrounded by sacrals. Um, obviously, oh, no. that led to burnout at a very young age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but yeah, um, I don't lack energy in terms of yeah how I how I'm able to amplify it. Um, mm-hmm. But now I just have the awareness, um, right? Like well, that wasn't my energy. That wasn't mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. I really love um, seeing these totally open centers. I think that you, you inspired me with that, Gemma, with your three open totally open centers, and mm. now now I'm so intrigued. I'm like, where where are the limits on these? no Um, well they can become our superpowers when we can really you know work with them and then transmit them into our our biggest power so it's like Mm -hmm. you know coming from a place where you're conditioned and you don't really have the awareness your open centers will probably be your biggest weakness hey but then Mm. when you can learn about them and this takes time like a lot of time knowing um what your open centers are and not everyone will have open centers um but yeah, that they then can become your superpower. So for me, I've got my throat wide open, my spleen wide open, my soul plexus wide open. And with my throat, for example, that has been my one of my biggest weaknesses is like speaking when I'm not invited or speaking too much or too quick or filling the spaces, filling the empty spaces with words just because I am uncomfortable with silence. Um, but the more that I'm becoming aware of that, the more I'm comfortable with 
silence and the more that I'm able to, I think where I'm headed is like, I'm, I'm going to be become more and more good at like maybe reflecting people's throats back to themselves. So maybe, I don't know, articulating what someone might not be able to say or being able to say the right thing or, I mean, I don't know, maybe you guys have some other ideas, but um, yeah, open centers can become a super like unique part of us that is like our, our, what makes us very different from everyone else in a way that is very powerful. Yes. I think, I think you're bang on with being able to, with your totally open throat, being able to say what other people can't articulate. It's like your channeling abilities mm. and maybe with, open sacral it would be being able to guide people best i mean already projectors can guide people how best to use their energy but maybe you a bit more Leanne. yeah um, it, it's i wonder if yeah that... no i can definitely resonate with that yeah um uh, i i do feel um when i'm around look for example you know if i'm having a chat with a friend and um say they're a generator um and when they get that feeling, um, mm-hmm. I can feel it. Um, and it's like, you know, do you want to do this? And it's like, they're like saying, yes. But I'm like, you don't. <laughs> you know? I can feel it. Like, I can feel it physically in my body. Um, yeah, that's, that, that is something that I resonate with, yeah. And then, mm. Chloe, with you, you've got a completely wide open heart. Oh. So yeah, same as Julianne. Oh yeah, yeah, you both do. Yeah. So how do you guys do. think that's going to be? Well, I mean, for for starters, how is it? How has it been? And then how do you think it's going to be transformed into your superpower? It's been a struggle, um, <laughs> but I think I think it's going to be a superpower by being able to show people eventually that they don't have to prove themselves. Mm. Um. And yet their inherent sense of worth. But I think that it is a long journey Mm. and I need to, first of all, be able to prove myself that I don't have to prove myself. Yeah. So once you learn, (laughs) once I learn, then other people might be able to then see that within me. Yeah. Within themselves reflected through you. Yes. Hopefully. It will. That's the goal. Thank you. <laughs> uh, do you do you struggle with your um totally with your open heart as well, Leanne? Um, yeah, definitely I have um in the past and yeah again um through awareness and um constant awareness because it's not something you know in the moment um you know sometimes it's really hard not to um go to that place where you do feel that you have to prove yourself on something. Um, but yeah, I think to echo what you said, exactly. Um, it's very much a similar experience and yeah, just li- yeah, living, living your life and doing the things that you, you know, feel, you know, that maybe that you were having to prove through whatever, um, that shows mm-hmm. people that, yeah, you don't have to prove yourself in it. That also, um, brings in that self-worth as well. Um, for, for, yeah I, for me too it's um it's the same thing it's like I have to really um consciously choose mm. right um I'm not going to engage in the need to prove myself here um yes 
because it's hard um but yeah again it's just releasing that like you know and again understanding that we we do not all see things from the same lens we we cannot necessarily all understand each other um so sometimes it's just a waste of energy so that's what I try and tell myself all the time you know with all my open centers is it's like do you need to use your energy um to be in this not self like or can mm-hmm. you can you just leave it and then that automatically brings you into the <laughs> higher expression of it usually <laughs> I feel like your description of that is really um reminiscent of your your incarnation cross the vessel of love yeah it is yeah (laughs) that that really that really ties in hey yeah and even just you speaking I'm like yes this makes sense um I've seen this vessel of love a few times yeah um and it's such a nice incarnation cross it sounds lovely doesn't it (laughs) It it's so nice I always love the descriptions I'm like it's so beautiful (laughs) (laughs) because is it it's about being able to show the same love for everyone as you do it's some kind of like universal love yeah so it's a love of the self love of humanity um uh yeah love of everything and it's yeah it's really um there's struggles through the gates too um mm-hmm. to get to that place um which anybody probably with the um vessel of love um has experienced mm-hmm. um especially with the love of the self love of the body um mm-hmm. that vessel um element of it is really about um like loving everything about all humans um and yeah it's it's you know it's really that cliche like very neptunian like we are all one let's all love each other let's mm. love everything it's really you know it, it is that kind of energy um and being able to yeah i think as well it's it's got a lot of um healing aspects where i know that um i really channel that in readings for people um i try and really channel it through that center i really try mm-hmm. and um, use that as like a source of healing it's like i see you um you know and everything i say is coming from a place of love yes i'm only being supportive mm-hmm. oh my gosh i just saw something so your your son is in gate 46 mm-hmm. and that's my north node and your son oh. is 28 degrees Virgo and my yep. north node is 29 degrees Virgo so that makes sense we were destined to I love that I'm like I need to channel this mm-hmm. <laughs> this we is the energy I'm moving into that's very cool <laughs> yeah very cool <laughs> yes I love it I um love when you um like meet somebody for the first time and then you find out you've got some pretty cool sinistry like before we were just saying about um your Aquarius sun my Aquarius moon and yeah <laughs> my my Virgo moon Virgo your moon, Virgo, Virgo sun. sun yep yeah that's very cool um I like and don't it. your don't your nodes somehow relate Wait, what's your nodes Chloe I forget is are it, your are nodes you... flipped from mine yeah I think they are yep so you've got yeah so I'm Virgo yes exactly mm. which is cool yeah, but um, yes, yeah, so I'm trying. I'm moving away from this Pisces energy, which yes. I love the Pisces energies hard. <laughs> yeah, and I'm moving into the Pisces energy. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I which like I you- find hard. <laughs> I-, I think that you're really encapsulating this Pisces spiritual, amazing, intuitiveness. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, um, um, yeah, it's cool. 
Yeah, my I like daughter's it. also got the pi the so her nodes are North Node Virgo, South Node Pisces. Um so yeah, we have that. Um, very cool. Yeah, and they're conjunct mine. Wow. Oh yeah. wow. Okay. So you're you're really <laughs> I love yeah. it. You already know that in past lives you've traveled together, but you're very connected. Yes. That's that's that is very awesome. Wow. I love that. Should we talk more about the nodes? I feel like our listeners might get a lot out of um, finding out like at a basic level what their nodes mean. I don't know. Maybe if we could share the load. We could um, sp- Should we go sp- spread through, the nodes. Go through them a bit? Like as in yeah. go through. That's what I mean. Just like, an example of each of them? Yeah. yeah I think that would be good. A, a little quickie? Okay, cool. <laughs> Let's do it. Maybe do, I'll start with mine because I'm okay, familiar cool. with them. Um, so I have a Cancer South node and Mm -hmm. a Capricorn North node. And that means I've come from a more cancer energy in past lives. So I've come from very motherly, protective, potentially codependent energy. Mm -hmm. And in this life, I am going into the Capricorn energy, which is leadership and more achievement and career and the masculine energy. So I'm moving away from the feminine energy into the masculine energy. And I'm born in 1991. And I think a lot of people born in 1991 will have these nodes. Mm-hmm. Um, you can look them up on your chart or you can just calculate them if you just, um, I'm sure there's a generator or something on, on the internet. Um, and then, you know, that could go opposite as well. So, you know, someone might have a Cancer North node and a Capricorn South node, the opposite. So it's like they're moving away from that masculine leadership achievement energy and more into the Cancer, which is the nurturing um, motherly feminine energy so they would maybe th- their you know their path would be to step into like it would be a struggle for them to step into that more nurturing energy but when they do step into that it would be very fulfilling for them yes completely that's awesome um well I can talk about this my Virgo North node Pisces South node and if oh, anyone yeah, else has this switched, aren't we? So. <laughs> yeah I yeah other, okay, okay cool yeah. <laughs> um so Pisces South Node is really comfortable, but moving away from the Pisces energy of what's negative Pisces energy, having no boundaries, mm-hmm. being, having no, yeah, no structure, just being uh, artistic and not in a bad way, not that being artistic is bad, but just it's not going to be posit- as positive as moving into the Virgo North Node of having more routines, being more organized and feeling more grounded. Less escapism, I'd say. Less escapism, Mm -hmm. yeah. Completely. Yes, exactly. And I think I'm really still in my Pisces South (laughs) but that's okay. (laughs) I'm only 24. We'll reach there one day. Um, We'll get get into this Virgo North Node at some stage. Um, That's okay. You've got plenty of time. And then opposite way around, I'm wondering – I'm going to guess, can I, can I do a little interpretation for what it would be like for you? Yeah, go for it. Having the, so you have Virgo South node, Pisces yes. North node. Correct. So Virgo South node, negative of Virgo would be being too perfectionistic, being mm-hmm. too nitty, nitty gritty about all the details. Um, and yeah, not being able to loosen up and just enjoy life as much and then moving into this Pisces North node of being yeah more just tapping into your creativity and your spirituality and your intuitive nature and just 
going with the flow a bit more, releasing that need to have so much structure. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, completely. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. The, the Virgo South Node is the pain in my ass. I can imagine. I can it's imagine. like, oh my gosh. Just let, like, I, I, the, literally, my mantra to myself is let it go, which is mm. very Piscean, you know? Like, it's yes. like, let it go. Just let it go. But yeah, I find my body physically. Do you doing sing the songs? <laughs> The the frozen song. Do you sing "Let It Go"? Oh no! But <laughs> I, I, I would I sing it. <laughs> Let it go. Yeah. Well, now that. Okay. Cool. More fun. Amazing. <laughs> um, yes. What What is another nodal combination? Do you want to yeah. say one, Leanne? Yeah. Well, I did the Aries Libra before, so I'll just mm-hmm. recap that. So that was the Aries South Node would be selfishness and. Um, you know a lot of anger and aggression mm-hmm. um that's in the shadow and then the libra north node um that's more about yeah connection connection with others the energy mm-hmm. of um yeah understanding others and connection to others harmony fairness um all the beautiful libra and Ven- venusian mm. kind of themes and then reversed um so your south node libra um you're looking at um, leaving behind codependency um not having your own identity um the south node in libra is very very um embedded in lack of um self awareness mm-hmm. and self identity um and then the north node in aries is moving into being more self assertive and mm-hmm. self aware and brave and courageous um in its higher expression totally i love it knowing who you are as an individual but also in relationships for bringing in a bit of that libra Mm -hmm. Libra relationships completely yes awesome um i was thinking about aquarius south node Mm -hmm. um leo north node because i have a few friends that have this and I can really see it in them. Um, and they've got, because both of these two friends that I have have Uranus next to the, um, conjunct the South Node in Aquarius as well. So they're like very right. Aquarian. Um, and I'm like, you need to move into your Leonis. Um, <laughs> so so this Aquarius South Node energy can be too different from the crowd and people, yeah, not able to kind of follow I actually I'm like I was I'm just thinking too much about them but Aquarius South Node yeah being too different really finding a need to be so unique that they can't be in society um they're almost outcasted from society and probably in a past life they would have been outcasted in society a bit 100% my son has um, an Aquarius South Node so <laughs> yeah like find it hard to just mesh in groups probably um <laughs> and moving into the Leo North node of just tapping into like they can be the spotlight now they are they are using that um generosity their creativity and they're just letting themselves shine in a way that's they can still be their amazing Aquarian individuals but in a way that kind of everyone loves them as well yes that's beautiful yes that's cool that your son also has that yeah, he has that. Yeah, he's the Aquarius South Node, Leo North Node. So, yeah. 
And as a child, yeah, I can already see that, Seth Nord. <laughs> and he has Uranus <laughs> conjunct his ascendant, so. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. So he's got a lot of Aquarius energy. He does. I love that. We love Aquarian energy. <laughs> and the other way around for that, so Leo South Node, Aquarius North Node, we're moving into the Aquarius energy, moving away from the negative Leo traits of being too much needing to be self-centered um, negative Leo and maybe too – yeah, I just really think negative Leo is too, can be too selfish, not thinking about others. A um, drama as well. well a bit of drama, drama totally, yes, drama queens. And just moving into that more humanitarian energy of wanting to not just focus on yourself but wanting to focus on the community, what's best for everyone. And stepping into your individuality in a way that is really supportive. Yes. Yeah, and maybe even just, yeah, being okay with being different. And I also like Aquarius um, as like, yeah, it's like an individual as part of a collective, not as aside from the collective. Yes, yes, I love that's that. That's that south note, isn't it? It's like, I am... I'm my own person, I'm this individual, I'm like, you know, weird and out there and I want nothing to do with, you know, mm. society. Whereas like, yeah, the higher expression of the queer energy is definitely like, yeah, like I am, I know who I am um, and I want to also use that to make a difference, like as part of yes. this group, like that, I suppose it's that 11th house theme as well, isn't it? Of like, mm-hmm. groups and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very cool. I can do... Um, oh, Sag Gemini? Yeah, go for it. That's relevant for now, hey? That's yeah. The eclipses and what we're kind of starting to move out of collectively too, yeah. Um, yes. Before the nodes shift to Taurus Scorpio. Maybe, Gemma, you could do the Taurus Scorpio actions mm. next because you've got that deep embedded Scorpio energy. Yes, um, that yeah. would be cool from your perspective. <laughs> um, so South Node, well, I'll start with the South Node Sagittarius because that is where it is just now. Um, so South Node Sagittarius is um, the shadow of Sagittarius is self-righteousness, um, judgment, um, dogmatic belief systems. Um, what else would be South Node Sagittarius? Just the need to be right and judgmental um, mm-hmm. about um, things, um, too flighty, restless, all that kind of Sag stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so moving away from that into the north node of Gemini, um, and Gemini's highest expression is curiosity, um, communication, mm-hmm. um, duality, seeing the other, seeing both sides of things, um, and communi- did I say communication? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, being able to communicate with the other, um, and on a collective level. We can still see that happening right now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And on a collective level with the restrictions in long um, long distance travel too. Right, now exactly. having to be short distance, Gemini is really neighborly as well. So right, exactly. being able to connect more with our local communities rather than our international communities, yeah. um, which is cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then flipping it. Um, so South Node and Gemini. Um South Node in Gemini is um, hard to put <laughs> hard to put a hard to put a finger on. Um, 
the I don't want to say the typical two faced, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you said it. But I said it. Um, yeah, it can be a little bit. Yeah, um, two faced. <laughs> um, it's not indecisive in a Libra way, but just yeah. Um, what what else would be like a South Node Gemini? I, I think like so. stuck myself there a bit, in the two-facedness. <laughs> maybe a bit of a chameleon. Do you think? Complete. Look, I also think that's a. I also think that's a good trait of um, Gemini too. Is the chameleon? Yeah, they're but so yeah, adaptable. Almost, yeah, because um, it's the mutable, adaptable. But yeah, I suppose it could also be a negative trait as well. Um, like, uh, you know what negative Gemini could be? Mm-hmm. Yes, and um. Them just talking too much about talking, gossiping. Yeah. Go- gossip. I think gossip yeah. is quite a negative Gemini trait. I was trying to get the word. I was like, what's the shadow side of communication? <laughs> <laughs> talking about yeah. things they shouldn't be talking about. Talking yeah. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of talking shit. Yes. A lot of that. Um, and yeah, you're right. It is. It's kind of like that. Um, small minded thinking. Small minded thinking rather than the curiosity. The, yeah, the opposites yes. of all the other things. Um, and then, yeah, the North Node. In, moving into the North Node in Sagittarius. Um, yeah, the Sagittarian highest expression is, you know, philosophy, it's travel, it's um, it's thinking about the big picture. Um, and what's another beautiful, Sagittarian energy is beautiful in its highest expression. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's higher Questing learning. Questing for meaning. It's, um, yeah, travel. Um, optimism. Optimism. Mm. And expansion because it's ruled by Jupiter, so it's got all those beautiful Jupiterian traits as well. Yeah, it's really cool. I love Sagittarius energy. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think is Taurus and Scorpio the last ones. Have we done them all? Um, yeah. I yeah, I think we did. Mm. Um, I'm not super duper familiar with the Taurus Scorpio um, nodes, to be honest, but I'll give it a go. You guys can jump in. Yep. So yeah. Taurus Scorpio are both fixed signs so there can be a lot of I don't know like stubbornness or Mm -hmm. um yeah like Taurus is very much can be very much stuck in their ways um but as an axis um it's very much about you know balancing the material world which is the Taurus so like earthly Mm -hmm. pleasures and material things and then the Scorpio is more of the spirituality and the depth um Mm -hmm. Taurus could be maybe a little bit superficial in like, you know, they're very much um, about being in the body, which isn't a bad thing. It's more just like, you know, mm. they're, they're all about the food and the clothes and mm-hmm. the things that you can see mm. and experience with your body. Whereas Scorpio is all about like, let's transcend and go fucking yes. deep. And mysticism, um, like that's yeah, the word that always comes to me. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, good one, mysticism. Um, so it's about like, you know, the sensible, which is the Taurian, and then the spiritual, um but as far as yeah you go I was gonna say do you think with um south node Taurus uh, that person would be really likely to just do any kind do work for money rather than for passions yeah Mm, could that could possibly be they would be really driven by money yeah and that's secure that stability as well I don't know anyway sorry keep going it's okay um yeah, I'd say, well, maybe we'll start with the, if you have a Scorpio North node and a Taurus South node, I'd say like you're meant to release kind of like attachment to 
luxury, probably in a last life, you, you mm-hmm. might've been overindulgent. You might've been mm-hmm. um, stuck in your comfort zone. Um, whereas in this life, you're meant to release that, the attachment to like, you know, things that are too indulgent. Um, and maybe you could be like too practical um, and you're meant to embrace more like miss the mysteries of life and um, connection to the divine. And um, I think that would be very like, scary for a Taurus North Node because it's like, you know, really releasing um, mm-hmm. into the mysteries of life as opposed to like knowing exactly where things are going in that, that grounded kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you have a Taurus North Node, it's the opposite. So you are heading away from um, like, the shadow side of the Scorpio stuff. Exactly. So, you know, maybe like um, manipulation or um, power like dynamics. Power, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe like sec- being secretive and um, you're then, you know, called to embrace um, like grounding yourself and, and habits and routines and um, maybe like embracing more of that like earthly stuff like you know um, enjoying the pleasures of life maybe you Mm. haven't allowed yourself in the past to to really be on earth in your body and have Mm -hmm. really great sex and actually no sex is is so Taurus and Scorpio but in different (laughs) ways in different ways like Taurus is all about like let's enjoy the, the pleasure that we are experiencing in our body right now whereas Scorpio is like let's get so deep that our souls are intertwined in the universe. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like just very different perspectives. Um, I feel like having a a Taurus um, Scorpio axis um, node would be actually kind of cool now that I think about it. Yeah, I I think these next ones are going to be really cool. These next next cycle of of eclipses. Should we talk about that? I feel like we should should let people know what's coming up in this this next, you know, six months or. Sure. Taurus North Node, Scorpio South Node is the yes. next theme. And we've yeah. already started it now because we had that first one yeah. in November. But, yeah, we've had a little um we've had a little preview. A taste little intro, yeah. Um the nodes are still technically they're at one degrees, they are always retrograde. So they're at one degree now of Sagittarius and Gemini. Mm-hmm. So they will be moving into um Scorpio and Taurus in in January sometime. January, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're a degree away from that shift. And, yeah, we did have that last um, full moon that we had was the Taurus full Yeah, in Scorpio yeah. season. So we yeah. had the Taurus full moon and that was an eclipse, um, mm-hmm. a lunar eclipse. So that was definitely our very first um, taste of the energy. Um, yes. Just a tiny little snippet. Um, but, yeah, um Chloe, I don't know if you want to talk about it or. Yeah, I mean, I can talk a little bit about it. Yeah, sure. So, I suppose collectively, we'll be heading, our South Node will be in Scorpio. So, I am just thinking about how that is going to manifest. Um, I feel like it's going to be secrets are going to come to the surface. Mm, I feel that very deeply too. <laughs> I hope hope secrets are going to come to the surface. I think there's going to be definitely some power imbalances Mm -hmm. coming up. Um, Things, the truth might be more clear or it might 
be more clear that we don't see the full truth. Mm. Um, I don't know what it will, on a personal level, it would depend on what houses you're in, but we're heading into that Taurus energy of what you were just saying about things, having more stability, probably feeling more connected to the earth. Maybe we'll, maybe there'll be some things around, um, sustainability and people just wanting to take care of their mm. bodies and yes. their communities and they're just being on the earth and enjoying that physical experience through, yeah, maybe watching what they're eating and watching like what else is Taurus? I don't know. I'm just, I'm picturing like amazing music. I'm picturing a music festival right now where everyone's like so much enjoying being alive and just like being able to hug people and being able to eat yummy food and dance and just like all the sensual pleasures of Taurus. Well, maybe because we've been in lockdowns, you know, the whole world, I mean, definitely Melbourne and Australia has been a lot more locked down than other places, but mm. on a worldwide level, yeah, maybe you're right. It's like about we're going to be enjoying stepping into the more like enjoyment of life and yes. enjoying the pleasures of so. life. Yeah, I'm, I'm really, hope I'm so really that. hoping that that's going to <laughs> And that, that Taurus energy as well is very much like there's a creative um, yes. flow behind that too with it being Venus ruled. So mm-hmm. um, I think, yeah, we're going to probably be called more to start because also I think of Taurus as like, um, like you know, working with the land as well, like mm. like all the earthly things. Too. Everyone's going to make their own gardens. I think we're going to have to start really, <laughs> yeah, I wonder if there'll be, you know, a lot, more, I think there will be a lot more spotlight on, um, like you said, sustainability, working, yeah, working with gardens, like learning how to grow like our own mm. produce and stuff. Like, I mean, <laughs> that'll be interesting, but I think it's definitely something collectively that we all really have to move into um i'm wondering yeah. if there's going to be some interesting themes around sex for everyone i, think, I always think like and money looking at that access it's like money sex power <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna get interesting yeah and like the shadow side of scorpio yeah like i mean if you think we've mo- we're moving from sagittarius which is what we've kind of seen play out as a lot of judgment and a lot of um mm-hmm. do- like it has been a lot of dogmatic belief yes. systems it's like you know you can see that globally and um, without even getting into it it's very much like this is the way um and we are shutting down all other ideas mm-hmm. outside of this one specific idea um and that's what everybody's got to do and that's the right thing to do like yeah. actually south node sagittarius is do the right thing and that right thing be that one thing. It's so literal. Mm, um, I can't believe how literally these so literal. this Sagittarius Gemini eclipse year and a half has played mm-hmm. out. That's why I'm like, how literal is the next one going to play out? Yeah. I wonder. <laughs> and that's right. So then we're moving away from that into a south node that's going to, I think, potentially unearth um, what was behind all that because it's it still flows. Mm-hmm. in like a story I suppose yes yes it's not like the so end of a book what, it's what just another chapter yeah. yeah might we find the origins of you know um the whole pandemic and all that sort of thing like mm. that could be possible um 
so secrets I suppose could come under that mm-hmm. um, I mean yeah I don't like to speculate too much on the shadow side of Scorpio but I think <laughs> it I think get bad. The, reason, the reason that it and I think it's really important as well for people to know whatever does come up to the surface in a Scorpio south node transition it comes up to be healed and to be cleared mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing with Scorpio is that we always have to visualize this phoenix rising um, from the ashes and like yeah it, it you know it might feel like oh what's going on like oh I didn't want to know that or you know that kind of energy mm-hmm. um but it's in order for us to like be like okay well if maybe on a collective level we're not going to be forced to do the farming or do that you know like mm-hmm. on an individual level certainly like we then at least have all the um all the information i suppose that we need to make our own choices on that um but yeah earth stuff for sure because i mean we've got uranus and taurus too um next year yes playing out in the background still Mm -hmm. um and for a while yeah um but we'll also have a beautiful jupiter neptune conjunction happening next year um which just brings me so much hope um moving into pisces so it's gonna be my seventh house so i'm really excited about that Oh yeah, you've got Neptune in the seventh just now, haven't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, and Jupiter, perfect. Just yeah, I mean expand, <laughs> expand. Well, look, it can go one of two ways, right? <laughs> Jupiter and Neptune can be Jupiter in the seventh. You're gonna have some relationship. I yeah, know. that's luck. <laughs> Lucky in love. <laughs> but yeah, Jupiter and Neptune. Um, I think because they're both in home territory that there are going to be really powerful players next year, which is great news. If um, if you're looking at it on the level of its highest expression again, because the highest expression of Neptune is, you know, that love and um, collective consciousness and you know, yes. all part of this, you know, one source. Mm. And then on the lower expression of that, it's confusion, it's illusion, it's, you know, what's going on I don't understand I don't have any boundaries mm. um, and then if you add Jupiter into the mix it's heightened be, confusion yeah heightened confusion whereas if you're looking at it from the more I suppose utopic perspective that it could really be like it could bring great great fortune it could bring great expansion to all right we really all have to be in this together and mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason so yeah that's what I'm I'm kind of hoping for that that version <laughs> let's, let's, let's definitely have the good version let's have the good version <laughs> we don't need no more confusion <laughs> no no not at all oh this is exciting I think I'm ready for the Sagittarius Gemini energy to go <laughs> this Taurus Scorpio energy is going to be interesting so mm, let's see how it affects everyone yeah awesome should we should we wrap it up now yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like i have more questions but i gotta stop um (laughs) you can come on the podcast again leanne oh thank you oh yeah i'd love to yay amazing thank you guys that was a very informative conversation hopefully our listeners got some info out of that um and um, thank you guys for being open and vulnerable and sharing your very valuable knowledge. Yes, thank you as well. And thank you so much, Leanne, for coming on. That thank was so you nice. so much for having Our me. first podcast guest. 
first podcast guest of what an honor no really thank you that was great i really loved that guys yay okay it was lovely meeting you too chloe bye bye bye